This is CISO Edge, the Gartner Cybersecurity Podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the August 2023 edition of Gartner CISO Edge Podcast. As the title of today's episode indicates, today we're going to get personal. We're going to talk about burnout in the global community of chief information security officers and how to get ahead of it. My great friend and fellow Gartner analyst, Deepti Gopal, and I recently published some new guidance in this space, and I am delighted that she's here with me to bring that guidance to life today. Deepti, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be here. This is such a deep topic and an important one for our community. It is a deep topic, but it is important that before we dig in, Deepti and I want to acknowledge uh, that she and I are not mental health professionals. Our advice is not here to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I will tell you all that I personally have benefited from talk therapy for going on 20 years, and I'm going to lean on that experience to recommend that if you or someone you know is in crisis, I hope that you will seek the guidance of a medical professional. Deepti, let's kick this thing off with a, a, a really leading question. Why can't the CISO community patch burnout? And we can patch pretty much everything else nowadays. Can you patch burnout? Well, our research indicates that that's precisely what the industry has been doing. CISOs often find themselves pulled in or consulted on everything related to cyber. If it has the word cyber in it, there is a call to a CISO. There's literally no heuristic for assessing whether they should be involved in these matters. CISOs also allocate a large amount of time for tactical activities, which lead to digital distractions. And this is especially true when we have new channels of information and conversations that are emerging over time. The overflow of data is actually going to impact the type of decisions that you make. Everything is not important. And as we get into the whole conversation of work and life, the lines are blurring and CISOs often find themselves in an always-on state, which we try to manage with forced vacations and whatnot, vacations where you're not fully present. And this really doesn't prevent a CISO from feeling the need to check back on their inbox while they're away, nor does it stop anybody from sending an email or trying to connect with them while they're away. And a lot of our leaders recognize that switching off is increasingly difficult in our world today. However, we have to take a moment to turn the ship around. Something as simple as, say, an out-of-office message or an, uh, an alert on your outlook must mean something. Reportedly, stress and burnout are increasing and suggesting that those patches have only temporarily limited effect. We expect that um, about 50% of our CISOs will change roles by 2026 and half of them for either a different role in the industry or an entirely different industry. A talent drain such as this is something that our industry cannot afford. And the good news is this, right? Our analysis, along with Gartner's broad CISO effectiveness research, indicates that there aren't any structural prerequisites to avoiding burnout. CISOs who are getting ahead of and staying ahead of the kind of professional stress that leads to burnout do three things differently than the majority of their peers. And all three of these folks are available to all of you. 
whatever uh, the structural boundaries of your professional life. Thing number one, and Deepti and I are going to go into more detail and, and help you figure out how to weaponize each of these things as we go. But thing number one, work-life balance, right? That, that wonderfully <laughs> marvelous theoretical distinction uh, between doing your CISO thing and doing your human thing, whatever that work-life balance is, it is not something that effective CISOs see as forced on them. It's a choice that they deliberately make. So that's thing number one. That is a mental model that is available to all of us. Thing number two, effective CISOs and the ones who are getting ahead of and staying ahead of burnout, they don't try to be everything to everyone. They are ruthless about who they spend time with and about what. And then third, and this is one of my favorite phrases that, uh, that came up during the research, they are rebalancing their digital diet. Um, they are rebalancing their digital diet away from the speeds and feeds that are all about today. And they're focusing more on intake of alerts and insights that are more future centric. So each one of these is a, a mental or a behavioral from two. And as we go through them, some of these shifts might might sound big. Some of them might even sound dangerous. Why wouldn't I freak out about the stuff today? Isn't that my job? Well, no, it's not. I want you to stay with us. Deepy and I are going to show you just how simple it is to practice all three. And I think as we go, you're going to see that it's only logical to go from where we are today to where the research pointed us to the most effective CISOs are making a discipline of how they think and how they behave to get ahead of burnout. So, all right. First thing that DP and I are going are gonna to talk through is about making the work-life ratio a choice rather than something that is forced upon us, rather than, than fate from outside forces. Um, but DP, it's important that we acknowledge that most CISOs, they do talk about cybersecurity as something of a lifestyle choice. So what distinction are we actually trying to make here? Yes, I've, I've heard that quite a bit. CISOs say that it's a lifestyle choice, and then they say their calendars get blown up every day before breakfast. That suggests that they're not really making a choice. And it gets really incredibly stressful when we're talking about what we're talking about is finding a way to take back some of that control, to make the statement, it is a lifestyle choice, actually true. Now, if that describes any of our listeners, do not beat yourself up. In our CISO effectiveness work, only one in three CISOs were able to draw out any sort of distinction between work and non-work. But it doesn't take much to turn that around. There are three ways that we see effective CISOs bringing actual choice, actual deliberateness into that phrase, uh, the, the lifestyle choice of cybersecurity. The first one, and I know this sounds really obvious, but draw a clear distinction between work and non-work. And this isn't some unattainable thing where we say, I'm only going to work 50 hours per week. Rather, it's setting practical and achievable objectives. Like while I'm at my daughter's gymnastics meet, I will not check my phone. In fact, I'm going to leave it in the car or I will not check my phone while I'm at dinner with my wife or, or my family, even when they're in the bathroom. In fact, I will leave my phone in the car. These are purely hypothetical, by the way. Effective CISOs, they can embrace the adrenaline-filled lifestyle of cybersecurity, but they make the choice not to be on call all the time. Yeah, that, that's true, Chris. One of the things is when 
our people are asking for time. They're actually asking us to be present at the moment rather than just carving out the moment for you to be there physically. So that's a shift for all of us. The second thing we're, we're seeing is that effective CISOs do ensure the work-life balance is actually happening by navigating through interruptions that happen through their planned day. So stipulate that you're doing uh, a lot of work. Ask yourself how much of that is actually purposeful rather than reactive. So it, the other aspect is how much autonomy do you really have in your work um, in terms of making those consistent choices? And if you don't, what can you do to change that? What level of decision-making power do you have in your organization? Especially to make those meaningful decisions that impact your role or your organization as a, as a whole. As part of the work Chris and I did, we published a time alignment assessment. And it's a really easy thing to do. You're going to write down three priorities for this year. And you will talk about it and you'll, you'll announce it to your team. And over the next three months, you're scoring. You're going to score the approximate percentage of activities that match those three priorities. This is going to be less than 25%, 25 to 50%, 50 to 75, or greater than 75. And this actually helps you be accountable to yourself when you carve out that time. By the way, what Deepti is describing, it's a workbook. It's a, it's a self-assessment workshop that we recommend that our clients run. We do these workshops at the Gartner Summits all around the world. And if you want to grab it off Gartner.com, um, you can simply go there and then search under myself or under Deep D, or you can reach out to us via LinkedIn or any of the others, various professional socials, and we'll be happy to get that into your hands. But Deep D's exactly right. How do we know what matters? Well, we write it down. And then we look at our calendar and say, how much of that ca of our calendar are we spending time on those things that matter? We've got to put a stake in the ground. So if thing one was draw a clear distinction between work and life and be fully present, whichever of those things that you are involved in, the work or the life, thing two is navigating interruptions to your planned work, right? Is this worth me getting called away from my priorities to do with, right? We're going to be spending a lot of time working. How much of that is working on the things that we were actually hired to do? The third aspect of, of bringing choice back into the uh, cybersecurity lifestyle choice, effective CISOs think very differently about the time that they take away from their computer screens during the workday. Now, Deep D mentioned the sort of blurring of the, the home and the, and the life, right? We used, to, uh, we used to work from home, now we sleep at the office. Something as simple as going for a run or a brisk walk or just getting up and going up to see what's happening in other parts of the house. These things are essential. They are conducive to mental health and the exploration of ideas. And our recommendation to you is to stop calling that personal time. If it improves your ability to do work, it's work. And that's fine. Our first recommendation, put the choice back into the phrase, cybersecurity is a lifestyle choice. When you say cybersecurity is a lifestyle choice, put some deep thought into whether today it is actually a choice for you. Are you owning your time, right? Or is it being pushed upon you? And use the recommendations that DPI made to, to bring that choice back under your control. Number two is to reset your collaboration habits. And this is going to have a little bit of overlap for, with, our first, uh, with our first piece because this does has, have a lot to do with how you spend your time. 
I mean, remember 10 years ago when we were all baby CISOs and we were fighting for a seat at the table? Sure feels different now, huh? In today's problem, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not fighting for a seat at the table. Your problem most likely is there are a zillion tables that all want you sitting at them. And that creates a huge challenge, deeply flattering, but it's a huge challenge because like every other chief information security officer, you only have so many hours in your day. Well, the CISOs who are getting ahead of burnout recognize this and they are ruthless with how they allocate their, let's call it executive engagement time. Right, Deepti? Yep. We like to call the executive orbits. CISOs have consistently been spending their time with their IT executives and that's table stakes. But if you really want to be efficient and know your business, you have to be partnering outside of IT and your your entire orbit is going to change. Your view of the business is going to change and your partners are going to change. As a couple of examples, one of the things that we did in our CISO effectiveness research was we actually were able to quantify where effective CISOs spend their time differently than their peers. Effective CISOs are meeting with their CFO, their head of data analytics, their head of sales, uh, their, their head of communications, their chief marketing officer. They're spending more time outside the world of IT on a very specific cadence. And they're talking about these folks with very different thing about very different things. It's going to be a little bit weird. but So for years, we've been saying, um, be present at, at all these tables, you know, address those questions, be present to answer all the questions. But now we're basically saying, start selecting those tables, scope out those areas that you need to be. And we're not saying wing it. We're not saying just, just choose in random. We've done a lot of research from the Gartner end. Uh, we've done global benchmarking on this, and we can help map out what the time allocations need to be in order to preserve uh, your sanity and your time and also advance enterprise goals. If it is, say, a, an engagement triggered by your CFO, you need to have a conversation with them in order to understand what that is and what they're looking for. So you can actually be that executive partner and, and the, the facilitator and that trusted partner when those larger engagements come into play. Look, bottom line in this space, my friends, um, trying to be in all the rooms is going to burn you out. When you have data to lean on that says more time here, less time here, use that to defend your choices. And that's something that Gartner uh, can, make, can make available to you. We promised you three things in 30 minutes. Here's thing three. Rebalance your digital diet. What does that mean? We've had quite a bit of systems that we've acquired. We've had um, legacy and current and new and new communication tools and all of these different things. And we have a flood of information coming through. One thing to remember is that the switching cost between contexts is very high for you as a leader. So in order to consolidate and be sure that you're spending the time that you need to focus uh, your energy on, you need to really look at the areas and the relationships that you need to uh, spend more time with. So many of your peers come back to us and they, and they say, look, I'm always fighting. I'm always focused on today. I, I can't get ahead. Well, look, it's a doom loop, right? If all the alerts, if all of the conversations, if everything is about what we need to do today, well, then we're never going to have time to look forward. And so I'm going to ask you all to take a risk, right? Turn off all of the various daily briefings. Well, except for Gartner's daily briefings, keep that one, but turn off all the other, turn off the other ones and, and refocus your attention on, on things that provide you insight around decisions that you might 
need to make. After all, the thing that the enterprise actually hired you to do was to protect the enterprise, to enable the enterprise from a cybersecurity perspective going forward, right? Fighting the last battle is not the CISO's job. It is your responsibility to focus on and develop proactive solutions to risks that you see coming down. And that doesn't mean you remove of everything. It doesn't mean you get rid of all the telemetry. But I think it's fair to say we're all a little buried under the various speeds and feeds, right? So what can you do, right? What can you do to begin to, as Deep D called it, rebalancing your digital diet, right? Well, perhaps ask your team, ask the folks whose job it is to focus on the today to compile the findings into weekly or bi-weekly emails. Absolutely stay up to speed. But if it already happened, what good does it tell you? Do, do you need to have it uh, coming at you every day? Separate the information that you need to report to your senior leaders from all the telemetry data. Um, set up an escalation path, right? This doesn't get you entirely off the hook, but it helps things come in to your team and then sets rules by which only some things get raised up to you where they need you, where they need your support. And it also helps you understand if there are competency gaps on the team that need to be filled. You know, back to the idea of all the daily emails, use news aggregator tools to send you articles that are interest, of interest to you instead of setting those up to send daily emails and then curate them into a weekly alert. Reduce meetings where possible and reduce email noise. If an email requires an urgent response, consider a push communication method. Anything purely informational that doesn't require action is a waste of your time to read right when it comes across your fault. And then to stay on top of new trends, partner with your team. In so many ways, they're closer to technological changes. Task your team to scout for new ideas and share the findings with the entire group once a month. It's so important to vocalize priorities and stick to them. And if you're going to pivot, also talk about that. And the formula that Chris and I share in this research is actually very beneficial to do that. I have to tell you this, one of my mentors who's been in the industry for longer than I've been on the face of the earth, um, consistently gave me this one piece of advice that cybersecurity is actually a marathon and it's not a sprint. So keep that in mind. And as you see new trends uh, and new changes from the business coming your way, stay on top of your priorities and uh, be ruthless about communicating what those are. Protect your time because as an executive, the one thing that um, is most important to you and is not in abundance is your time. So be careful with that. Use that wisely, as, as everybody says. And um, the inability to control the scarcest resource is going to cause you stress. So be aware of that and use some of the recommendations that we have and also the toolkit. It actually is a great way to start off pen and paper and, and start jotting out what your priorities are and scoping out what that, that looks like for you in the long run. In the hopes of making, by the way, our research easy to find, we titled it Practice Three Burnout Avoiding Behaviors Now. And you can find that on Gartner's website, but you could also reach out to myself or Deep D Gopal via the LinkedIn to, uh, to, to, get, access, to get access to that. The Friends, uh, another monthly podcast has passed even more quickly than expected. Thank you for spending this time with us. The difficult thing about avoiding burnout, uh, oddly enough, is that you have complete control over it. Right? We have complete control over it. The CISOs that avoid burnout, that stay ahead of it, that thrive even amid uh, the workplace-based stressors 
um, that all of the uh, exciting things that our enterprises do and all of the terrible things that the external threat environment does, it's not that they don't experience stress, but they use the type of tactics that DP and I described to thrive amid all of those dangers. And we commend those to your consideration, and we look forward to the opportunity to helping you explore them and implement them. Thanks very much, everyone. And we look forward to catching up with you next month on the CISO Edge podcast. Thank you. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations. 